48K News. It's 11 o'clock on Ben Che. Tonight's headlines. David COVID, daily COVID cases fall to 5,800 from 6,600 yesterday. Researchers warn the Omicron COVID variant is seven times deadlier than the flu in children. And Hong Kong residents stranded overseas start arriving after the flight ban on nine countries is lifted. Health officials have reported 5,800 new COVID infections. That's down from 6,600 yesterday. A further 120 people have died. Dr. Chuan Shokwan from the Center for Health Protection said the authorities are keeping a close eye on any emerging variants of the virus, including one called XE, which is made up of the two main Omicron subvariants. According to the local monitoring, we understand from Hong Kong news team that there have been two travelers with recombinant BA1 and BA2. The so-called SE recombinant variant had been found among travelers in early February, among two travelers who are detected in the airport. And they have been isolated and treated, and there have been no other similar variant detected locally. The Health Secretary Sophia Chan says officials still plan to require the use of PCR tests when they issue compulsory testing notices. It comes as the government prepares to hand out rapid at-home test kits to every household from tomorrow. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, said the RAT tests will be used to gauge the level of infection in the community. But Professor Chan told a logical panel meeting the self-administered tests would complement rather than replace the more accurate PCR testing. We've been treating nucleic exit tests as the gold standard for compulsory testing notices. Of course, we're using many rapid antigen test kits because there are a lot of transmission chains in the community. If we want to track them down quickly, we use both tests. The government will start giving out the anti-COVID packs from 10 o'clock tomorrow morning and hopes to get them to all households across Hong Kong within a week. The packs contain rapid test kits, face masks and medication. Volunteers and civil servants will first deliver the packs to grassroots families directly. If people are not at home, officials will leave a collection slip and they can collect the pack at 90 distribution points across Hong Kong from Thursday next week. University of Hong Kong researchers say a new study indicates that the death rate for children from the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is seven times higher than for flu. They studied the cases of more than a thousand children admitted to hospitals in February, including four who died. Mike Kwan, who co-authored the study, said possible reasons for the severity of their illnesses included a lack of exposure to earlier strains of COVID and the fact many were unvaccinated. Dr. Kwan said the research also found that Omicron can attack the central nervous system. Coupled with the study from overseas uh, experts, the Omicron virus seems to be have a more neuroinvasive effect. That is, uh, this virus can invade our central nervous system and leading to the complications, for example, what we call the acute necrotizing encephalitis, and also with symptoms like the febrile seizures. And this complication uh, actually leading to a increase in the death rate regarding the Omicron infections. Hong Kong residents who have been stranded for months in nine territories have been arriving back in the SAR after the lifting of travel curbs this morning. 
By the end of the day, more than 2,000 people are expected to have landed on flights from cities such as London, Sydney, and Kathmandu. Several flights are coming in from Manila. This student was one of the first to arrive from the Philippine capital. She was glad to be reunited with her family, but said the trip was more expensive than usual. I've been waiting for the entire 2020, 2022 so far. I had planned to come here December of last year, but has been delayed until now. I don't know. I feel anxious, but I feel really happy. I get to see faces I haven't seen in a long time. And on to the weather. Cloudy to overcast with a few rain patches. Rather cool tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature in urban areas will be about 13 degrees and a few degrees lower in the new territories. The top temperature will be about 16 degrees in the afternoon. The outlook, weather improving on Sunday, but still rather cool in the morning. Fine and dry in the following few days, with temperatures rising gradually. Currently, it's 16 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is standing at 80%. RTHK, you're listening to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Speaking on RTHK's Money Talk program, businessman Alan Zeman, a member of the airport authority, said he was hopeful that the lifting of the ban on flights from nine countries was a first step towards a wider opening up. Everything goes smoothly with the residents returning home first. I think um, the government has on the horizon to slowly start to open up for the international flights, similar to how she, like she's done for April 21st, where uh, restaurants, gyms can open up, and then uh, May 21st, uh, the bars, clubs, other premises can open up, and hopefully by June, if everything is the numbers continue low and infection rates are low, that uh, we'll be back back in business. Shanghai has begun the second phase of its 10-day lockdown, extending restrictions to the Puxi area west of the Huang River, while beginning to lift them in Pudong to the east. Kirsten, who lives in Puxi, says she and her family have been stockpiling food. For the past couple of weeks, they've been part of a bubble arrangement that allows them to only move within their residential compound. It's been fine. It's just really now not being allowed to leave the house. I, I find that's a bit, maybe going a bit too far. I, I don't know, because we've all been tested. This is probably, today's probably been the sixth or seventh test, and nobody has left the compound. So I don't understand that decision, but I respect it, and that's just how it is. Um, people who live in Pushi downtown, in apartments, I think it's much harder, yes. I have some friends who live there, but nobody's really been... Um, complaining so far. If it were to go longer, it's maybe going to be a different story altogether. An infectious diseases expert says relying on rapid at-home tests may mean as many as 15% of COVID infections are missed. Joseph Tsung from the Medical Association said rapid antigen tests were not sensitive enough to pick up early-stage infections. The government said yesterday that it planned to ask all residents to take a self-test after it distributes kits to all households. But Dr. Tsung told an RTHK program that people may not report their results. We know some of our friends may not report their positive results to authorities, especially those who are fully vaccinated. They don't see the incentive to report the results as it would not affect their vaccine pass. Of course, we don't encourage that, but it's clear that you won't be able to find out how many people are infected with COVID in Hong Kong through rapid tests. But no doubt, if everyone follows the government's instructions, you will be able to find the group of people who are most infectious. 
The DAB says two-thirds of parents who responded to an online poll at Online poll at organized expressed opposition to the resumption of in-person primary school and kindergarten classes later this month. However, the party said school principals who responded backed the reopening. DAB lawmaker Nick C. Lam said the government should take a balanced approach, allowing fully vaccinated children to study, while insisting on daily rapid tests and weekly PCR tests for other pupils. The parents are quite worried about the infection rates because it's quite dangerous for the kids. A lot of them haven't actually get vaccinated. And I think we shouldn't let the minority of the students affecting the whole um, safety net for the students' health. That's why we are trying to suggest some of the um, intermediate solutions, trying to use RAT and other solutions to try to tackle before the vaccination rate is acceptable. Bird watchers say more needs to be done to preserve local wetlands, even as they reported an increase in the number of rare black-faced spoonbills in the SAR. An annual study by the Hong Kong Bird Watching Society found a record number of the migratory birds worldwide, while in Hong Kong their count was up 10%. The society's director, Yu Yatong, says it's important to minimize the impact of developments such as the government's northern metropolis plan. Apart from the development projects, we must work harder. We must make more work to protect the wetland and conserve our birds. So we also need to see how to manage the area better. We need to make sure food is enough for the breakfast spoon bill and for the other birds as well. We also need to see how we could work actively on the buffer zone outside the wetland conservation protected area. Turning overseas now, there are increasing doubts as to whether or not humanitarian operations for the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol will go ahead. The Red Cross says three cars with nine staff are heading towards the besieged southern city. A spokesman said they remained hopeful, but it wasn't clear the operation would happen today. To finance now, Hong Kong stocks finished the day slightly higher thanks to a late rally after spending most of the day in negative territory. The Hang Seng Index put on 42 points to close at 22,039. For the week, the index gained nearly 3%. The Chai Sin Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, has dropped to its lowest in two years as business conditions worsened on the mainland amid COVID. The figure last month stood at 48.1, down from 50.4 in February, representing contraction. The official PMI, which was unveiled yesterday, fell below 50 as well. The World Trade Organization says the war in Ukraine and the ongoing impact of the COVID pandemic will significantly affect global trade this year. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Josephs. Ukraine and Russia are both big exporters of crops, such as wheat and sunflower oil. But the war means that Ukraine's ports are all but closed. Sanctions have crippled trade with Russia, which is also a major supplier of oil, gas and many other natural resources. Those restrictions, combined with the ongoing disruption to global supply chains from the coronavirus pandemic, mean the World Trade Organization is cutting its forecast for growth in global trade this year from 4.7% to 2.5%. To sports now, and the government says it's cancelled the eighth edition of the Hong Kong Games due to COVID-19. 
The biennial multi-sport games had already been postponed from 2020 to 21 to 2021 to 2022 because of the pandemic. In a statement, the Leisure and Cultural Services Department said athlete selection competitions have not been completed because most recreation and sports facilities have been closed since January this year. It added that the cancellation is needed to prevent people from gathering. The draw for football's World Cup finals will be made in Qatar shortly. 29 of the 32 teams are already known, with two intercontinental playoff matches, along with the last European playoff qualifier between Wales and either Scotland or Ukraine still to come. There'll be eight groups of four. The seeded teams from Pot 1 are the top seventh-ranked sides. They are Brazil, Belgium, France, Argentina, England, Spain and Portugal, as well as the host nation. Pot 2 includes the likes of Germany, the Netherlands and Croatia. Pot 3 includes Senegal, the champions of Africa. Pot 4 includes those spots still to be filled. Human rights and the use of migrant labour have been at the forefront of issues surrounding Qatar. The former Australia international Tim Cahill is one of eight former players making the draw. I think you would have seen over the last 10 years um, a lot of the issues be addressed in the way that there are many improvements um, and you can see the excitement also around the World Cup. And with a look ahead to this weekend's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. After the drama of World Cup qualifying, it's back to the excitement of the Premier League title race. With nine games left, the leaders Manchester City have a one-point lead over Liverpool. Next weekend, they play each other at the Etihad Stadium, but this Saturday they take on teams in the relegation zone. Liverpool kick things off against Watford, who are third from bottom in the table. Jurgen Klopp's side have won their last nine Premier League games. As for Man City, they play 19th place Burnley, who are looking to avoid being relegated to the Championship for the first time since 2015. Below the title challenge, the race to finish fourth and clinch that final Champions League place is also going to provide some thrills over the next two months. Arsenal are currently in that fourth spot, but they don't play until Monday against Crystal Palace. Tottenham are fifth, three points behind their North London rivals and they're at home to much-improved Newcastle, and sixth-place Manchester United are at home to Leicester City. Meanwhile, in the relegation battle, with Watford and Burnley expected to lose, Everton have a big opportunity to move further away from the bottom three. They're currently in 17th, but have a really difficult trip to West Ham United. In tennis, Japan's Naomi Osaka will battle Iga Swiatek of Poland for the Miami Open singles title. Osaka booked her place in the final by beating Belinda Bencic, coming back from a set down to win two sets to one. Swiatek beat Jessica Pegula in the other semi. Meanwhile, there has been a shock in the men's quarterfinals. Russia's Daniel Medvedev is out after he lost to Poland's Hubert Herkatz. That means Medvedev missed the chance to overtake Novak Djokovic as world number one. I don't feel like I was tight or anything because of this. I mean, I, to be honest, I played a lot of matches where I had the pressure, different one. And it's, it's not some, like something you happen today um, in terms of uh, like going out of court and feeling uh, crazy tight or something. So I don't think that nerves uh, were part of this. And that's the news from RTHK. 